The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. Hello, friends. Tired of traditional car dealerships pushing you around for five hours just to end up with a payment that's more than you can afford? They're not your friends, but you know who is your BFF? Volkswagen of Boise. They have a non-commissioned sales team that genuinely cares about your vehicle needs. Not ready to buy today? No pressure. Come back when you're ready, and they'll make the process easy and hassle-free with upfront pricing and a no-haggle philosophy. Volkswagen, engineered to buy easy. For more info, go to volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Boise Bubble. I have kicked Shane off today because, um, you know what, we're going to be talking a little more feminine today. Um, I have a very um, exciting guest today. We have Genevieve Nutting, and um, she is involved in a lot in the community, but she is also involved in something that I have personally been inspired by and have been involved with, with Womenist Community. We're going to be talking a little bit about that with her, but basically today, we're just going to be talking a little bit about empowering women in the Treasure Valley and connecting them and some of the things that we've seen from our different standpoints. So one of the reasons I really wanted to have Genevieve on today was because we have very similar goals for um, the groups that we work with, but we are also extremely different. So um, Genevieve is a lot younger than me. Um, She's been married um, five years Mm -hmm. and I've been married 20 years. (laughs) She's a dog mom and I'm a mom of three kids. Um, it seems like you're a very spontaneous person who loves adventure and I'm like a baker. (laughs) Um, and I work in social media uh, you work very closely with health. Um, and honestly on paper, we're extremely different, but what's funny is that we keep on running into each Mm -hmm. other in these same groups, especially with women and entrepreneurs and stuff. And we realize that we have a very similar purpose. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit today. So welcome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Natalie and Shane. I promise I'm just keeping your spot warm. Thank (laughs) you for letting me step in. And you know, it is, it's interesting on paper, right? People can be so different, but the more I converse with you and the more I get to know you and, and, and honestly listening to your podcast and seeing your face more on your social media and what you stand for, it's that I think that those those similarities that you don't realize all of us are very much more similar than we are different mm-hmm. if we allow ourselves to really, you know, open up and just and just be, uh, uh, I think, just more connected to what's going on in the community around us. So and I know we'll get more into that, but I, I'm just really honored to be here. Thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and how this kind of came back. You have an incredibly interesting story. And um, you also have, first of all, let me say you have a podcast. Yes. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm with Speak Boise as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Your Zest Life and it's all about living your zest or your best life mm-hmm. um, and, and through healthy lifestyle habits, but also just really breaking it down. So it's not this sugar coated of like, oh, every day we're just going to make lemonade. It's that, you know, life throws you challenges and life throws you curveballs. Let's equip each other with how to best handle those so that we can show up our fullest in our day-to-day lives. I love that. And if you're if you're wanting kind of the whole story about um, your first podcast really goes into that. And yes. I really enjoyed listening. But Thank you. Let, let's talk just a little bit of kind of your journey of how you've kind of come to have this. Well, and um, women, women as community is actually a nonprofit. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, I'm trying to figure out how far to go back. So talking about women as community. I grew up, I had a mom who was very empowering, um, very involved in Girl Scouts. So that's where my my background with really caring about how women, how girls specifically uh, treat each other and the confidence that we have in ourselves. So when I earned my gold award in Girl Scouts, I developed self-esteem workshops for girls. I'm really just equipping them with the resources, you know, as young as five years old, because that's when we start to find that girls are, because you, you have daughters as well, that, you know, that they're starting to figure out what you know their body images and what their self-love is and, and so equipping them with those resources all the way up through you know I would do moms and daughter workshops 
And then as I got into college, I started to compete in the Miss America organization, which that was very eye-opening because I'd never, you know, I I think we all can like look back on a time in our lives where we had conflict with girls, with women. Again, this is speaking directly towards women. And just being in an environment though, where you are working to achieve a goal that, you know, at Miss America level, 52 other women are trying to compete towards as well. Mm -hmm. And trying to find that balance between supporting one another when you realize only one person's going to win, but also showing up your best. I just learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how women can work together to create a bigger, a more positive, um, a more empowering outcome. And then, you know, fast forward many years later, in the last couple of years, I've been able to connect with other women in the Treasure Valley where this just kind of organically started to happen and, and realizing that, you know, I think that you're this way too, where when you see there's a need for something and you feel really passionately about it, you know, I, I was finding I wanted a space where these these things of health and mindfulness and working as a community could come together. And, and that's where Women S Community came in. And you were Miss Idaho. Yes, right? I was. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in this community, um, one thing that I, I really liked was that you actually had kind of a, a physical tool towards mindfulness, which actually I used, which was oh. extremely helpful. Um, and I think, I, I don't think I had realized, I, I talked about mindfulness, I tried to meditate, but how intentional we need to be mm, uh-huh. towards this. And, and that really did change my perspective on a lot of things. Um, so how, how is, how do you use, um, this, I guess, in the community to kind of unite women? Yeah. So along this, so a few of the things that women as community has done, we started motivation through movement. So our whole mission is empowering women to empower the communities around them. And we do this through mindfulness movement and community impact. And so motivation through movement was bringing in, you know, taking a look at the typical conference. So what you come in, you sit down for several hours, you eat some food, you listen to people and then you leave. And and there are some really positive outcomes that come from that. But what I found is that people are just sitting and, and so you're receiving all this information that's inspiring, but you're not really being proactive in the moment. So then what happens? The weekend comes, you know, you get back into your day-to-day grind, Monday comes, and now you're not actually likely implementing what you learned from these em- empowering women who have stories, to, great stories to tell and great resource to offer. So we kind of turned that, flipped it upside down. We brought in movement leaders, so fitness classes. Um, we bring in a meditation guide. And then we still bring in motivational speakers as well as people who will do, their, we call them skill builders, and they do workshops. And so this has led into doing a virtual retreat, which then led into creating this book that you're talking about, which is called Strength and Being. And it's a six-week workbook. And it's all about, like you said, intention setting, um, really breaking down what you're going to do during the day into just five things so you're not overwhelmed, right? You can do so much, or we have these ideas that we want to do so much in one day, but we get kind of overwhelmed, and then we lose that ability to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just, it does, it breaks down all these empowering habits, such as moving your body, hydrating, getting out in nature, and then setting those intentions. What are you grateful for? Um, you know, what's your mantra for the day? And then what do you hope comes to life within your day? So you're really taking ownership of the day that you're given and taking the full power into your hands. I love that so much. One thing that we've talked about kind of off, uh, off the podcast, obviously, is that we, even though we work in, I guess, different groups, we are seeing the same kind of needs Mm -hmm. and changes locally with women. Um, And, and this is something that's brought up a lot on my page, Hello Meridian, but it feels like women are at this tipping point. Mm. Um, and this is nationally, obviously, right. the pandemic uh, and everything that's happened has really, it's forced people and women, I think, especially to rethink a mm-hmm. lot of things. And and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is um, some of these trends that we're starting to see um locally and you see it from your angle and I see it from mine but that women are changing the way that they're thinking about their lives and their priorities and and but I'm not sure we all have the tools to make these choices I think what we know is that I I don't want to be stressed out anymore I don't want to be working towards someone else's dreams so hard or Mm -hmm. I don't want 
or they're wanting a better connective feeling with other women, but they're not sure how to do that. Do you find like what are you seeing kind of from your perspective with women right now? Yeah, I agree. And you and I have talked a lot about this and that you do you. There's so much to unpack here. And so I think the the first thing that I do notice with this and I see this from your page is that we are in a day where we see so much into other people's lives. And, you know, we see it through influencers and we see through people's stories and their blogging. And what's cool about this is we are able to see some of the challenges that we're faced with and we're able to see some of the goals and the dreams and the visions that we have come to life through somebody else. Mm -hmm. But what can be a challenge there is that when we don't have the resources or we feel we don't have the resources or we don't have the confidence or we don't have the support, you know, as women, we have a huge opportunity right now. And that's really cool. There's a lot of growth in our community for women. And there's a lot of great uh, organizations out there and leaders out there that are paving that path for women. But I think it's connecting the two. So as far as connecting the individual who wants something bigger, who has this dream, has this vision, and, and connecting them with that vision, with that goal, and saying, here's the pathway. You're going to have to do the work. But here's the pathway, and you are capable of doing this. Um, and that's where, you know, again, I think you're such a great resource in that you're putting out these places. You're putting out these individuals they can work with. And where I think, like, women as community can help out there is really helping to provide those resources of, you know, being mindful of who you are and, and realizing how you can connect with those in your community to work together to empower and enrich the lives of each other. Mm-hmm. Do you think that – I've been thinking a lot about the – the, I guess the devastating effect of comparisons. Oh yeah. And, and just, and it's funny because I see that on my side because as an influencer, I'm very public and, and my successes are visible. Yes. But my failures, not so much. And I'm trying Mm -hmm. to be more open, but again, some of it's just very personal. Maybe I don't want you to hear all, you know, some of it's not everyone's business. And I hear these people, these women talking about just what they think that they're supposed to be achieving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no one can achieve it's all so of this. It's so unrealistic. And, and that's devastating to mm-hmm. women in general. I don't know why we take more of that on ourselves. But um, yes, this comparison of if I compared myself to you and I thought, oh, well, I'm not like a cycle star. <laughs> we even talked about that. You oh like, um, yeah. you like, like, have you ever been to I teach one cycle your, classes, yeah. by the way, I'm not this like, Oh yeah. 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 So if you've ever gone to one of Genevieve's classes, you're yeah. like, Oh wow. Like that's amazing. Yeah. And I can't do that. Oh my gosh. Every single person you run yeah. into, every person is going to have this thing about them. Yeah. That's amazing and glorious and it's fantastic. But, right. And if you're comparing yourself to that, like that you're supposed to achieve that you will never feel complete. Totally. And, and what I found is that I've tried to do for myself is to reverse that mm-hmm. and to say, what is this glorious thing about mm-hmm. this person that sh- this person can in- enlighten me or bring something new, but I don't have to do the same yeah. thing. But that's a really hard lesson to learn. So hard. And it's, what, what's the quote? Comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I feel like we're just very much in line right now in that I just did a podcast talking about how envy, when you can allow yourself to come from a place of admiration for that mm-hmm. person. So again, I look at you, right? And this is something I've had to really work through. When I competed, I was constantly comparing myself because I knew that was the person I was up against. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, how can I one up with them? How can I do what they do but better? And I'm finally now, and I'm working on this, it, It's I have to be very intentional. But when I see someone, again, like you, who you're out there and you're doing everything right I'm like she has to have a clone like that's the only way that you're doing all the things you're doing but to be able to take a step back and to see that as like I really admire what you do and I admire what you're doing in the community I admire that you're able to honestly burn out and and I know we'll talk about this a bit but it's a big issue and it's something that I've had to be really aware of you know when am I burning the candle at both ends and like you said, being able to go on social media and show up authentically, which, gosh, we need more of that because there is a space to be very vulnerable about what you're going through because mm-hmm. you are. You're in, in, and anymore, I use the word influencer very 
just sparingly. It's a sucky word. <laughs> but you're very influential. Mm-hmm. I think influential is a very powerful word. Mm-hmm. And by sharing, you know, like you did a week and a half ago or a week ago that, you know, you're experiencing this burnout. It allows us to take this gap of comparison and realize we're not all that different. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think there's a really cool opportunity that we have to support one another is when we acknowledge, I admire what you're doing and I can also relate to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what takes down those walls of, of comparison. Sure, because that is mm-hmm. how you build true friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, some people who listen to this podcast don't follow my social media, so I'll just kind of oh, run, yeah. mention what you're talking about. So, um, I rented a space on 8th Street, which technically I still hold the lease. And the plan was, was that I wanted to podcast live on 8th Street at night. Like, I just sounded like so cool. the coolest idea, right? Yeah. Um, to bring people in because I had all these ideas of, well, I want to do a podcast where maybe we're talking about homosexuality in the Treasure Valley. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't just want one guest. I want 20 guests. Yeah. And I want lots <sighs> of different thoughts, right? Cool. It's, yeah. So, I, want, so cool. I wanted to do that. So I found the space. I, and the plan was to just gut it and create this place. And I'm still, you know, still podcast here, but then podcast live, um, on eight straight. And I was so excited. My husband's excited and I was going to compensate for some of the, um, the fee by renting it out for local businesses and nonprofits and, and all the things. And I was excited. And suddenly it was interesting. I, because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, very futuristic person. If you've ever done Gallup straight training, <clears throat> which is like my one of my favorite personality um, tests, my number one is futuristic. I see potential and I go after potential opportunities basically. And there was just, I was hanging out with my kids and I was listening to them do something and I was having a conversation, but I was very distracted because I kept thinking about how <clears throat> I needed to be meeting with these people to um, redo the space and I got this just feeling of like dread almost. Mm. And just all of a sudden I just started thinking about what this was going to really take. And and I just, I couldn't stop thinking. I just focused and let the idea come in for just a second. What if I didn't do this? Mm. What would it mean? And at first I was like, I was like, of course I would. This is the most amazing opportunity. But then I, but and and I just thinking and then my son got COVID and it was right before school started and my whole summer was just telling everyone I was working for just wait till school's back in Mm -hmm. just wait I was having a total nervous breakdown I had three kids at home I'm like just wait till school gets back in I had booked solid for two weeks every meeting you can imagine and then two days before school starts my son's like I can't taste my pizza and I'm like no so I get him tested is COVID and we go into lockdown, you know, to total quarantine. And I was like, I can't do this. I need to be here for my family. And this is a time where I don't know if I have control. And if something like this happens, if we all get sick, if the schools shut down, I am not going to be able to be present. And I just, I just, it just dawned on me. Like I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do every amazing opportunity just because it's an amazing opportunity. I went to my husband and he was like, are you kidding? Like, this is an amazing opportunity. You're so yeah. excited. There's so much that you've invested. I'm like, I have to be able to be present in the most important things. And every yes you, every yes you make is a no somewhere yeah. else. And um, as soon as I just said it out loud, it was like this calm just came over me of this this is right this is you don't have to do everything and um and so I was very public about it which I was embarrassed I was super embarrassed Mm -hmm. to say listen because it's kind of a failure um but what I was so shocked by was the crazy response of Mm -hmm. people who felt the same way that had taken this time of uncertainty to slough away the excess, even good excess, whether it's um, you know uh, organizations or relationships that they are just taking these this time to say this is just not something that is benefiting the most important parts of my life. So sorry that was very that was a long <laughs> explanation, but yes, so that just recently happened, 
Um, but it did show me how many women are kind of in this place. Well, and what a unique moment, though, to take something where, and you're right, it's interesting because we connect and we relate to people's, you could say downfalls, to people's challenges, but yet when it's us who have to admit, you know, especially when you've you've shared something very publicly that this is my dream, this is our vision. We've been told that, you know, when you voice your dreams, your vision, you know, whatever you believe in, but like the universe, everything else around you conspires to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm curious of how much while you were doing this in the back of your mind, because it, it seems like trying to find a balance and, and and really finding what your priorities are, which it looks like is, is your family, right? Mm-hmm. How much in the back of your mind, though, that was what you really wanted to come mm-hmm. into tuition, even though this was a really cool opportunity, you know, the big, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but like you knew in the depth of you that your family and, and this moment in their life, you know, you talked about on your podcast that someone like someone says kids grow up so fast but mm-hmm. you're like sometimes they don't <laughs> but this is going to go fast right you've yeah. got a 15 year old and these years are you know going to go mm-hmm. quickly and and what a unique time for you to be that mom and to be that role model to them of you're my priority mm-hmm. and we get to choose what we say yes to yes exactly yeah and I love that you're taking over as the host because I'm like, that's exactly why I wanted you to come in. I'm like, let's just chat. Um, But I love, uh, I love that, that more and more people are are basically being put in this, this situation because um, just in general, women want to succeed in so many things. Um, But uh, Forbes just talked about this in an article last week, last week that women are, are, um, fleeing corporate America mm-hmm. and you have some experience with you yeah. know, pretty high and we could talk about that with corporate America that they had some flexibility with their family during um, everything that's gone down and they're like um, that was important that was worthwhile um, why why am I going back and and throwing myself into this career mm. for what what am I missing yeah. um, and you so you were in um, you've worked for women's health. Is that correct? Yes. And you lived in, in New York and yeah. you had quite the corporate experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you've lived in Boise most mm-hmm. of your life, but you went to, to New York. Tell us a little bit about yeah. your experience with, uh, living there and kind of what it taught you. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't even wait for my graduation. That's how ready I was to get out. I, um, interned over at women's health with Rodale publishing in New York, lived in Manhattan. So had the full experience of just living the hustle and bustle, the New York lifestyle. And I learned a lot. I keep saying I'm going to write a book, but I think I'm still like just trying to understand all the lessons I was supposed to learn. And and it's taken me a while to get to a place where, you know, because in the back of your mind, again, that was a great opportunity for me, but it was not an opportunity I needed to say yes to. And I'm finally in a point right now where I fully do believe that because for a long time I moved back and it was like, did I make the right choice? Mm-hmm. Should I have just stuck it out? Because there was a great opportunity. And I think what I learned there, and I'm really fortunate that, you know, because I was I was in my mid-20s and I feel like that was a young time to learn, this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. And I went on, and you can kind of listen to one of my podcasts talk about it, but went on this very like spiritually awakening journey of going to Bali and just traveling and figuring out, like I needed to come back to my roots in Boise and even then, I think this is a, another lesson too. It's that often, sometimes we think that when we make the hardest decision to either end something, to begin something, it doesn't get easier after that. And then it might still take time for things to make sense. And it took several years. And again, that's kind of where women's community comes in and coaching. And um, it just, yeah, it's it's taught me a lot about priorities. And my husband and I have really... It, it was something that really helped us to realize whatever problems we have moving forward, whatever issues, whatever challenges, like at the root of it, we are the priority. Mm-hmm. And if our lifestyle doesn't support that, we know a change needs to happen. Sure. I don't know if that answered your no, question. It just, and isn't it interesting because it seems obvious? <laughs> yeah. Like, Yo, totally. The core of your family, whoever that is, that's going to be the decision totally. maker. But 
I don't know if in America we just we don't do it that way. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Sometimes I talk to my friends who live out of the country and they're like, "You guys are crazy there. We are. Like the <laughs> amount totally you are. work and the insane, hours you Natalie. work. I mean, my husband just quit a job because honestly, yeah. the amount that was requ- required. He's like, I miss my family. Yes. And um and and I think I'm seeing this over and over again that women uh, around you know in the Treasure Valley are starting to say what they want and I think what yeah. they what I'm seeing is that they want meaning in their life um, and they don't want someone else to define that for mm-hmm. them um, you see people really moving away from um, organized religion in a really interesting mm-hmm. way not that they aren't enjoying it but it's just maybe not giving them yeah. what they wanted they're moving away from friendships and and find I think realizing what you don't want is as important as figuring out what you do absolutely. want absolutely I mean, the noise of yeah. the excess, it can keep you from finding those things. Yeah. Um, which I think is extremely exciting mm-hmm. to watch just kind of all of us together. And it doesn't matter, like, if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you're retired or if you're new in your career or if you're killing in your career, all of us at our essence want to be loved, to have meaning, and to have the people who are close to us to have valuable time with them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the world has, you know, gone on fire and we're like, okay, well let's focus on those kind of things. So I think it's terrifying. It is. But uh, exciting at the same time. And it's so interesting to me that here we have like two areas. You have the one area where corporate industry, people are working 50 to 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other side where it's, it's the side of empowerment. You know, like you said, a lot of women, so coming back to women, they're realizing this is what I want. This is what I don't want. They're seeing other people live out that dream. So now they have an idea of how to get there. Mm-hmm. But we're still getting into that like 50 to 70 hour work week sure. burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to say yes to everything and, and you know, and you're dreaming big, which is amazing. But now you feel like you have to say yes to every opportunity. Like, how do we find that, that, that middle, that middle of living our dream, but not hitting burnout and really allowing ourselves to be very present in those areas that are a priority in our life, right? So relationships, mm-hmm. I would narrow it down to, honestly. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's a million-dollar question. Though. It's I like, know, right? I was hoping then, you'd have the answer. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't have the answer, but I've definitely been thinking more about it. Okay, guys, I'm going to take a little break real fast from this recording, and I'm actually going to bring in a part of the recording that I did with Genevieve on her podcast called Your Just Life that really correlates to what we're talking about right now. So the what you're gonna hear right now is just something that we talked about on her podcast. And again, I would highly recommend going and listening to our entire podcast because really these two conversations really um, come together there. Well, I think I've said um, this quote and it's, it's kind of like, it comes off from a book I read called Essentialism. But basically, if you don't have, if you don't dictate your life and your schedule, mm-hmm. someone else will because everyone feels like their thing is the most important thing. Yes. So if you're friends with the PTA, PTA president, she is working towards some goals, but her goals will be her number one yeah. priority. If you're very involved in a high intensity religion, the people who run that are going to feel like their goals are the most important. So if you let other people, other people's first priorities take over, then you will be pulled in a thousand directions and all of them probably good. And so Taking extreme ownership, um, I, I think that might actually be from the book, extreme ownership. But um, if you take extreme ownership of your personal space and your time, um, you're going to have so much power mm-hmm. that maybe um, other people were in control of. Yes. This for me, like money is great, but my currency is time. Yes. And yes. when you look at time as your number one currency, it changes the way you spend it. Mm-hmm. But yes, like this, this, I, I have so many friends who, oh, I have one of my really good friends, um, Heidi from Ira and Lucy, and she works a very stressful co- corporate job. And she is one of the top wedding planners in the state. Wow. And she just made the decision a couple weeks ago to completely stop doing weddings for wow. a while. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. she has been on in every magazine you can imagine. Her weddings are, are um, and I was, I had dinner with um, them last night and just, but the the kind well the morning that you make that you have when you kind of release yourself from something but also that 
that freeing feeling. But I don't think that really gets easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, I'd love to talk specifics about what you've done with for your, you know, avoiding burnout. I can talk a little bit about mine. Yeah. But one thing that I do um, that's been very helpful. First, I don't really watch TV. I know that sounds weird, but like... Um, I take the opportunity that my husband and I sit down almost every night um, and we just talk. Mm. And we realized that when we replaced um, something that kind of just was this mind-numbing mm. experience, and sometimes we do, we probably watch maybe three movies a year. I mean, that's how wow, yeah. we really don't watch TV. Except, well, except that Sex Life was on Netflix. Okay. And like every <laughs> every spouse has to binge watch that. Sorry, there's a little nudity, so if so don't freak out. But like <laughs> the conversations that come from watching, yeah. have you seen that show? I haven't, but now it's on my list. Okay, that show is, okay, okay. it's super hokey and the acting's not great, but the conversations that will come up. So we, watch, we binge watch that and then we talked about it for like two weeks because we're like, this is crazy and oh, I can't understand this part. But yeah. um, so that was one thing is, is that we removed something from our life to put in the thing that was that was more important. Um, and also, I think for me personally, um, surrounding myself with women of a certain caliber mm-hmm. changed everything yeah. for me. And um, I had mentioned this and I, I haven't really talked about this publicly, but. One thing for me was um, I didn't have my face on Hello Meridian like at all mm-hmm. for a couple of years because it wasn't I didn't want to be an influencer like I because yeah. I, it's um, being an influencer is kind of hard um, when you are an influencer so locally mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of downsides. But I'd had a really awful experience with um, a group of women and I was unfortunately the topic of some pretty extreme damning gossip that had gone on for a long time and I didn't know. And it was devastating to me in a way that I was, I was not expecting it. Like, like I'm not a person who shuts down. Like if something bad happens, I just, I work through it. I work harder. I like was in bed for like two days. I was just so devastated. I went to California and visited my best friend and just like laid on the beach for like a week because I was just, it was horrible. But I started thinking, okay, I I need to pick myself up, figure out why this hurt me so much, and I need to find women who um, are supportive, who um, are not um, intimidated by strength, mm-hmm. that are inspiring, that are that um, when I'm with them, they're positive. Um, I could talk for a long time about the problems with gossip. Um, if I find out that you're a big gossip, I probably aren't going to, I'm not going to hang out with you very long because gossip is so, so damaging. Mm -hmm. And, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to put my face on this page. And instead of like cowering to people who, um, could hurt me, I'm going to do the opposite and I'm going to just be present and be strong and say, you can't hurt me. And they they probably haven't thought about me since then, like honestly, but I needed to kind of rise up and be strong for myself and let that stop hurting. And then what happened was I'm like, oh, there's some insanely amazing people out here. And I found them from so many walks of life, but by putting myself out there, the very, very best thing about being an influencer is the people I meet. Just yeah. people who are genuinely supportive of each other so, and want their own dreams, but yeah. they don't mind you also going for dreams, yes. even dreams that oh are gosh, similar yes. to yours. And, uh, and, and that's, uh, anyway, <laughs> that might be just a little bit of an overture, but, um, being able to kind of combat some of those things, those problems with that women sometimes have with each other can be very empowering. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And I think that's, there's so many points of what you just brought up in that, you know, going back to like, how do you avoid burnout? But I think that the people who you surround yourself are with are crucial. And that's where, you know, I, I, I do identify relationships as being one of the most empowering or one of the most limiting aspects of our life. And, you know, I, th- I think that's the one, like there's one takeaway that as a woman, you're listening to this, you know, or, or gentlemen, like whoever you are listening to this, that there's space and we hear this so much there's room for everyone at the table but really like genuinely 
how you just said that, that there's space for you to achieve your dream while still supporting your friend, while still supporting someone who isn't your best friend. And it blows my mind still to this day because you see it, right? We see it so much prevalently on Instagram and on social media because, you know, you don't have to actually like face to face. People aren't likely going to say the things they'll say behind Mm -hmm. a screen. But those things can be so damaging. Mm -hmm. And what people say and, you know, whether you believe in karma or not, but, you know, how you speak about others is a reflection of how people are going to speak about you. And it just it it saddens me when I because, again, we've all had our girl drama. We've all had you know, hearing that someone said something about you. And I'm sorry that that that's just that's a toxic thing for someone to do. And, you know, unfortunately for them, whatever their, you know, whatever their intention was with it, I don't think they got the outcome from it because you found a way as this, you know, strong woman to take something that could have been harmful and damaging, which, you know, it definitely did have its toll, but you were able to realize from it, like, that's not how I want to treat people. And I'm going to take this. And because of it, I'm going to strengthen who I am. And you also strengthen your career and like what you're doing, because I think having you as the face of Hello Meridian makes it such a stronger platform and something that's much more personal and where people really do feel like they can be a part of that community. So I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. So when you think about women who feel empowered and strong and mindful, mm-hmm. um, and, and I've noticed that when that happens, that they kind of just, it's like a magnet. Yeah. You know, oh, it's so bring cool. people so cool. together. And it's fun. Yeah. And I feel that. Like, I feel, I feel that from you. And yeah. I feel that, uh, like, uh, we, we both work with Jen Reed, which, yes. Jen, please move back to Idaho. Please? What the hell? Or if we could just find a way to have, like, because I, I, I'll i go to San Diego. I need it. I, I need a trip. I, Please invite us both to San yes. Diego because your house is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That pool. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I know. Okay, so, Jen. Anyway, so, like, Jen. So, <laughs> Jen started something called Social Brigade, mm-hmm. and basically it was teaching people to do social media, which technically that kind of actually was competitive with me because yeah. I actually run a social media management yeah. company and I do consulting. Um, but then there was something about her that was so warm and genuine, and I'm like, let's work together. Let's yeah, just do this. And so then cool. from that connection, I met other people, and she met other people. And when I talk to women who are lonely, because mm-hmm. that's a, a thing, what I hear from my page, people, because I'm an influencer, people feel very comfortable telling me things. And I keep those things private. Um, I don't I don't talk about specific stories unless like it, you know, it's I'm allowed to or I can share things anonymously. But um, people are women are lonely. We are we're isolated in our homes. Um, if you're staying at home with kids, man, I stayed home with kids without working except for being a blogger for ten years. My word, it was isolating. It was so, so lonely. My husband traveled all the time. And then women who were working in any group, I'm finding how lonely they are. Um, There are ways to bring the kind of people that you want around you, Mm -hmm. um, that you can be intentional and that that it doesn't necessarily mean like having certain meetups. Like there's no no one answer for everyone. But I've noticed that when you're someone who, first of all, well, someone who genuinely wants other people to be happy mm-hmm. and who who want, who want is championing them in whatever it is, whether it's like potty training mm-hmm. or, um, or helping someone through their marriage, that, that you will bring people to you in your life that will be beneficial to you and and help you and because being lonely right now is not a good thing for anyone mm-hmm. um I don't know if you have any thoughts on that but yeah no it, it's interesting I was just talking to so Lauren with inner guidance or inner guidance rebel inner rebel guidance mm-hmm. um and we were talking about isolation and that you know I think everybody during the pandemic when we were in shutdown felt what it felt like to be isolated. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there are times throughout our lives where we felt that way. And there are times when I think we've all kind of felt an identity shift is Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling from our community, identity shifts, lifestyle shifts. And when you're doing that, your friends are changing, your career's changing, uh, you know, relationships are ending, relationships are beginning. And that can feel very isolating when you don't feel like you have a community to talk about it with or, you know, anyone to interact with. And, And I think that that's, again relationships like 
knowing yourself and and I don't know you didn't ask this question but it was something that came up in my mind when you're talking about it like how do you make relationships so if, okay let, let's rewind for a second because I'm getting ahead of myself but let's go back to how do you surround yourself if you're someone right now who's like I'm alone I feel isolated I want to surround myself with people who are inspiring and supportive and make me feel like a better person I think it really gets back to knowing you and knowing like who am I and what do I want and how do I want to make people feel because if you don't take time to sit with yourself how how will you know when you meet someone that that's someone who really is compatible for you whether mm -hmm. it's a significant other whether it's a best friend whether it's a co-worker mm -hmm. um, and I, I you didn't ask that question but it was just something that, yeah, that it, you know learning how to make friends is hard it's I mean, so hard like sometimes I'm like how do any of us get married like, <laughs> like that's that decision alone oh my like, gosh and at the ages we do sometimes oh gosh, right like we're so different yeah I mean I was a baby yeah um, and you've changed so like and you've said this uh, you're that one episode I listen it's just there's so much knowledge in there and that for the date night podcast the date night oh. podcast like we change as humans right and so I think that's where people think once you've made it that's one thing right once you've made a friend how do you sustain that relationship yeah. and when do you know that's a relationship that needs to end sure gosh I, mean, I think yeah. one is letting each other change that we talked about that in yeah. a relationship for a spouse but also in friendships and then and allowing them to change but also sometimes that means releasing yes um and and but yes, so many people, I've noticed that the people who are the most, the women, I would mm -hmm. say, who find themselves, well, who they might not find themselves to be, but I've seen to be toxic, yeah. who maybe aren't the people I would run around, first of all, deal with major self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. um, and and they don't know who they are. Yeah. And they're they're floundering. And the thing is, I, f I feel that that's hard. But in their wake, they can be damaging and um, I feel like I have a toxicity radar and like when I feel I'm like no I'm you might be a great person in a lot of ways but some of these toxic things um, like what are so for someone who's listening what, what would you say would set your toxic radar off I always love people who are gracious and my dad always said he always talked about how important it is for a woman to be gracious mm -hmm. and how he defined that is that when someone's around you they feel better about themselves than they had before they were around you. Yeah. And I love that. And I don't, I'm not always great at that, but when, when I'm around someone who's truly gracious and I feel like they're doing it sincerely and yeah. not because they want something you can, and yeah. I think in my position, because I do have some power in some different ways, I can really feel when someone wants something from me or someone is, is more genuine. But when you're around someone and then you, when you're with them, you feel safe. Mm -hmm. You feel like what you're saying to them is just for them. They're not gleaning information to take to, you know, yeah, wherever. Yeah. Um, but also I'll listen a lot to hear, how do they talk about people who aren't around you, you know, around yes. them? Um, if you're with somebody who uses um, little tidbits of gossip um, to kind of keep the thing entertaining and keep the focus on yeah. them, they're gonna talk about you behind yep. your back. 100%. And those are, I, I would say, the two big things I'm really listening to. Um, I, I'm very close to very introverted per people. I'm a very extroverted people. Like all the, the personalities can be just extremely varying, but at their core, are they genuinely interested in bringing kindness uh, to the people in their lives? And that's yeah. when I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, you're safe to bring into my circle. I love that's one of my favorite quotes is um, by Maya Angelou. That's people forget may forget what you say. They might forget what you do, but they never forget the way you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that you just, you know, you said that right there and that that's that's what, at the end of the day. Like, I think that's why we're put on this earth is that you know, you're you're meant to come in here. You have a purpose, you know, you have a passion, but really it's about how you leave this earth and how you leave the people around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I like about that is also, it's not like this urgency of, I need to have success now. Like I think yes. we're changing yes. that idea is that we have an entire life mm -hmm. and sometimes the movement is is subtle. And sometimes the movement's just about making the people in your sphere better in some way. Yeah. Um, and maybe it, we can't just grab every 
opportunity, every success, every relationship, because we'll be, we will be overwhelmed. We will, we will have burnout. That's what's happening. Yeah. We live in a world of such opportunity, mm-hmm. but also social media shows us all the things we could be involved in. Ooh, I want to be in the PTA and I want to be in this group and I want to be in this group. And this, and the problem is, is they're all good. Yeah. They're all yeah. good things. And so I have to say no so often. I read this amazing book called um, Essentialism that kind of changed everything for me. But basically, it's the power of saying no. But if I took advantage of every opportunity that came, I would never see my family. Well, I'd never shower. I mean, just because there's so many great things out there. And so when you're really in tune with what your true desires are, and my word, that's hard to figure out. Yeah. What you truly want. And then Anything that doesn't fill that um, has to be cast aside, even if it's kind of uncomfortable to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when you're going to start avoiding this this burnout that I honestly feel like I don't know a single person who's not hovering on the edge of that or has gone over the edge. Um, but learning that about yourself, and it, it takes moments of, of sincere uh, quiet and reflection, and I am just starting it because... Uh, I'm not great at saying no. I love opportunities. I love yeah. getting to know people. I mean, I run a podcast and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. And you're, I could tell. <laughs> yep. I hear you. You're <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I, I want to turn the question back to you, what, because I think, I feel like you surround yourself with a, a pretty core mm-hmm. group of, of women, especially. What do you look for in women yeah. um, to bring in, I guess, to your circle and to, to work with and to, I guess, give yourself to? emotionally and all of those things. Well, I think that's where you and I are very similar. It's honestly like the list that you just said is what I look for is that people who, especially when you talk about like the conversation we have, that there's depth to the conversation and that we're not making conversation based at the expense of somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. The bottom line, if, if, and this is what I've told my team and we're right now in a really big stage of development for women as community, you know, we're kind of I say we're silently working underground right now. So Mm -hmm. we're producing content for people that's still empowering and enriching their lives. But our actual work we're doing, um, we've really been intentional about the team we're building so that our foundation is 100% women who support each other and empower each other and are able to just authentically show up. And, And by that, I mean they're able to show up on the days where it's challenging and they can say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I'm having a hard time showing up and they know they have a space where they can comfortably say that. And this is where I think companies can, can take this more into consideration of, of realizing there are days where your employees need those, you know, mental health days or whatever Mm -hmm. to, to be there to themselves. And that's kind of going onto a tangent, but really, you know, making sure that we're creating a space and that I'm looking into people again, what you said, knowing myself, what do I need? What are my values? What are my priorities? And matching people, not who are just like me. We just did, um, you were talking about personality tests. I just had them take um, their Enneagram and then their DISC assessment. Mm-hmm. So I can really make sure right now we have a diverse team mm-hmm. that's coming together to support each other. And I think that's the biggest thing is that people who really just are, are genuinely passionate about helping others and do not talk poorly, mm-hmm. that they make the people around them feel better than mm-hmm. they did walking into the room, which yeah. I have to say, like, you are definitely one of those people. Oh, like, I had a terrible weekend. <laughs> and coming into this, it was like, I was wondering, like, okay, Jen, you've got to show up like you. You've got to be yourself. And it's not always easy, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this. And I knew I'm like, this is a day where I've got to be on. But, it, like, people like you who really do allow us to show up who we are and and feel like we are capable and we are strong. That's, I mean, I think if you boil it down to one thing, that's... That's what it is. I love that. Yeah. And I love that that is a, it's, it's a side answer to a problem that we want to hit head on. How do we how do we find meaning? How do we find relationships? How do we become less lonely? And people want to hear, well, there's this meetup here and then yeah. you could do this thing. Yeah. Honestly. And now you're busier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just backing more on. I would say if you, women in the community, if I could just say, like if I could just send a message and then I just never talked mm-hmm. again, I would say be there for each other in a vulnerable, welcoming way and open yourself up to people who aren't like you. Yes. They're not your age. They might not be in the same place of life as you. And to realize that every person around you, if they are kind and if they are 
um, good people that they can they can bring something to your life and to be opened, I guess, to those experiences, but also to make sure you're that kind of person. Yeah. Because the more you are gracious and loving and opening, the more people will just be drawn to you. Mm-hmm. And you can do that also online. I'm just be nice to each other online. Seriously. Stop. 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 <laughs> with the online bullying. Mm-hmm. If someone says something you don't like, you can keep scrolling. It's amazing. Like you just <laughs> don't have to yeah. engage. Oh my gosh, I have an issue with this thing. And this person says something I don't agree with. Okay. I understand that we're all, you know, fired up for something, but you don't have to do yeah. it so publicly. Like yeah. you can just say, okay, or you could listen. That's exactly what like, I was thinking. What, yes. what are they saying that maybe I don't know everything yes. about? Like, cause guess what? You don't, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. And we never will. No. We will never be the expert in everything. And even if you have one thing we're the expert in, there will always be opportunity to learn. Sure. And I will say that if you feel you're the expert at something, it's, it's going to, it causes some, Mm -hmm. some real problems in relationships Mm -hmm. because it, when you're not listening, if you're, if you're a zealot in anything, Mm -hmm. if you're extreme in anything, political, religion, the way you raise your children, Mm -hmm. um, anything like that, it's, it's only going to turn people off to you. And yeah. you can feel those things. You can. You can feel that and be passionate. But you don't have to yell it. Yeah. Ha- hold those strong, but hold your opinions maybe loosely and mm-hmm. let there be room for possible mm-hmm. movement because no one looks at the le- through a lens of reality. Yeah. You look through a lens that is completely based on your upbringing and your situation yes. now and that's changing and that's great yeah um but i would say yeah just be nice to each other in all the places and be as nice online as you would be in, in person because mm-hmm. i rarely meet somebody who's as as vicious never yeah in never, person yeah. yeah i i've run into people who have been who's really? excoriated me online wow and when they run into me at the grocery store they're like oh my gosh Natalie. and i'm like uh-huh at least okay. be authentic in that. Like, yeah. you know, if that's, if you're going to be one way, one way, but I think you're awesome. right. More yeah. time listening, more fluidity in your opinions and your perspective. Yeah. Listening to yourself, listening to the world around you. I think, gosh, that would help. Yeah. Can you imagine of, the community we'd have here? So incredible. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about. So yeah. we had actually chatted. We're going to continue this conversation a little bit on your podcast. Yes. And I believe they're going to come out, I think the same day. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested and you want to continue this conversation, then you just need to go to Apple um, Podcasts or Spotify, um, and um, it's called Your Zest Life, and we're going to continue the conversation there, but you definitely need to come back because I feel like there's so much to talk about. I feel like we had so many tangents from like Genevieve, uh uh-uh, okay. No shiny (laughs) thing, no squirrel, one track focus, so... Yeah, thank you been, so much thank for you having me on so here. much for coming this has been amazing all right we'll talk to you guys later bye the boise bubble podcast is sponsored by volkswagen of boise interested in buying a volkswagen in the treasure valley head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more thanks for listening this is the boise bubble podcast please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review Follow us on Instagram at the boise bubble and for more information about our community follow at hello meridian See you next time.